0: This episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, I chat with Lauren Brandstetter about what she looks for when she recruits for creative roles for Leo Burnett. Lauren specifically enjoys recruiting for entry-level creatives, making her a perfect guest for this podcast. We waste no time in this episode. We take up the entire time understanding what it takes to get hired as a copywriter or art director at one of the agencies that pioneered our industry. I enjoyed hearing about her process as she scans through portfolios, as she tells us what she looks for, what she loves, and what she avoids. You'll be surprised at how many portfolios she flipped through the day I talked to her. It's a lot. So if you're building your portfolio, dreaming of landing a spot at Leo Burnett or Arc, or are interested in creative recruiting, this episode is for you. But wait, there's more. If you head to our Instagram... At Entering Ad, we have a secret hidden link that includes Lauren's contact info and her recommended resources to stay creative and knowledgeable in the industry. Also, you'll want to see Buchan's graphics. He does spectacular work. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schallenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Stetter, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you for coming. This is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we have, you are a senior creative recruiter at Publicist slash Leo Burnett slash ARC Worldwide what does that mean? Is that all of them? <laughs> is that just Leo? Is that just Arc? It's a what mouthful. is Publicis? What is yeah. what is all that? Tell me please.
1: <laughs> it's just a mouthful altogether. Um so I work for Publicis North America, but I sit, well, you know, like in, you know, uh air quotation sit cuz it's obviously virtual, but I'm out of the Leo Burnett Chicago office. So recruiting for them and Arc worldwide and um we kind of did like this creative collective publicis announced. So now as different agencies have needs um, and recruiters have bandwidth, we get to hop on, you know, the different asks. So I currently have a role for, you know, one out of Leo Burnett, one out of Arc Light, and then I actually will roll out of um, the one of the PR companies in New York right now. So I get to touch a lot of the different agencies, which is really cool.
0: Amazing. Publicis happens to be one of the largest holding companies in the world, I believe number 3. I don't know yeah, if that man. that was as of 2018 when I interned there. It was three at the time. Super well-known, a lot of great agencies. I think like the the cream or the the the, the one everybody knows, <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that, is Leo Burnett. I think that's one of the famous ones in the group. Not to say there's that's the only one, but people like think creative agency Leo Burnett Publicis and I'm curious what is ARC?
1: Oh, ARC is the sister you know, agency or arm of Leo Burnett that is retail shopper marketing focused. So they have um, their own clients. I think they have their own floor within the building. And they, um, they operate as their own entity that has all of the clients are shopper retail marketing focused. And then they have actually, I know of at least one account for them as well. That's 360. But I think primarily most of them are just on the shopper side of things.
0: What does that mean? What is shopper side of things? I've never worked oh, for a shopper agency.
1: Yes. So they handle um um <laughs> you know that it's like the uh, like in-store displays, right? Or uh product like the the actual like product or the label or um like the paid media rollout, the things that are out of home.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. The different like executions that would come for um like something that was more shopper or would be like at like a, a retail store versus doing um like tv or things like that
0: makes sense yeah it's in the name awesome and is that a new agency did it rebrand i think did it have a, a previous name before that are you aware
1: i think they've been arc for quite okay. a bit i mean as long as I would say i've been around advertising for i don't know five or six years and it's been arc for as long as you know i've been in i've been in the business
0: okay i might be mistaken then but um okay so you're a creative recruiter at Publicis, so and that's all agencies and organizations or just a couple of those main ones
1: um all the agencies that would fall under the creative like collective Ah. so Um, but, but I would say my, my bread and butter, my primary, you know, things that I'm working on have all been Leo Burnett or arc Mm. worldwide focused.
0: Yeah. Okay. So being from Chicagoland, uh, as early as I can remember, I think everybody that I mentioned since high school, I was like, I want to be in advertising and everybody's like, Oh, I know Leo Burnett. That's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like the one in Chicago. Right. And like, yeah, that's the one. So that's a, big name in Chicago. However, I want to hear you from your perspective on like what you do at Leo, because you weren't always at Leo, you're at other agencies as well. So I think on this episode, we'll go into um, what you currently are doing as a create, what is a creative recruiter doing? And then we'll go back to how you got there. So tell us about like, you know, you know, what's what's a day in life as a recruiter at Leo Burnett at Arc at Publicis?
1: Yeah. It's, you know, um, it's a crazy time for recruiters right now too. It's, it's very busy. Um, and there's a lot of changes and it's very, very fast paced. So I will get notified from somebody, you know, in finance or a resource manager that we have an open approved role. And so my role now is, um, Full life cycle recruiting for early careers. So I do, you know, the whole process. I start with, um, you know, sourcing books to giving the offer and then getting the person onboarded to their first day. So um, I will, you know, I'll I'll source books. I'll be in touch with candidates. Um, I'm on the phone a ton, just chatting with people, talking to them about roles. Um, building a pipeline Um, sometimes I don't even have roles in mind I just think somebody's awesome and want to talk to them so that when something comes up you know we already know each other um, and so building that sort of like pipeline and network and then I also do a lot of the freelance recruiting so that is much more fast paced because it has an immediate need to it so those pop up literally daily where it's like hey I need an art director by you know tomorrow or in a couple days so then i sort of have to put all of my full-time hires on pause for a moment while i go and source you know specifically for an art director who has you know a digital background that's available and Mm. within the rate and then talk to them and then get them to the hiring manager and then get you know the paperwork going um so there's it's a lot of multitasking and it's a lot of living in the gray and sort of just smiling through the chaos i would say what do you
0: yeah. What do you What do you like better, uh, recruiting for full time or for freelance? What's easier? What do you like better?
1: Oh, full time for sure. I love full time hires because it's. I mean, it's you get to know somebody and you get to talk to them more in depth and you have more information about the role and you get to you know chat about things and make sure they're the right fit. Versus freelance, it's you know it's a it's a fire drill every time. Um, but that's also part of the rush, right? Is that immediate gratification of like i did this i filled this like woohoo um onto the Mm -hmm. next so it's kind of fun to be able to do both to just it's really a change of pace so it keeps you on your toes and it keeps every day very very different
0: that's so interesting to me and um you said you for you you specialize in early careers when you're doing full-time hires
1: yes so for leo arc that's um sort of what my focus is going to be so i'll be Hiring specifically for juniors and mid-level talent and focusing on campus and university relationships too and building out the internship program.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's exactly who our audience is.
1: I know. You guys are my favorite. (laughs) This is my favorite thing to hire for, hands down.
0: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's it's a great great time. I think as a recruiter, I feel like it's got to be fun talking to all these ambitious young people that are refreshed and aspiring to be in the industry.
1: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a very, you know, transparent person. So I love to have very, very open conversations with, you know, people trying to break into the industry and just, you know, what do you want to know? How can I help you? Even if um, I, you know, especially since I'm doing so many, you know, early careers in university and meeting people and staying in touch with them for so long that when they get to the point where it's their first job, and it's not even with me, but they'll still give me a call so I can talk mm-hmm. to them like, hey, let's go through the offer together. I can talk to you about, hey, this salary seems low, or you should ask them about this, or this is a great offer. Are you happy? Um, so I love just being able to be a resource to help people yes. know, get their first role and, and feel confident and feel good and feel like they're you know, making the right steps and set up for success.
0: You might meet some of these people like their freshman or sophomore year of college, right? Like, it, like, sometimes really early for those who are super committed and know what they want. So at, by the time they get a first job, whether it's with you or not, you probably got some relationships with these people that are strong.
1: Definitely. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I mean, that's one of the big things about, you know, the last year that I really missed was being able to travel to the different career fairs at the universities and meeting all of these creatives in real life. And you know, being able to look somebody actually in the eyes and form a relationship and, you know, the exchanging of a business card even or a resume or something fun and just sort of staying in touch.
0: Of course, of course. I feel like people probably swarm the Leo Burnett uh, booth when you go and visit campuses like pre-COVID pre or even FCB because I know you work there too. So how (laughs) do you like how do you like manage all of that when I'm sure you how many emails do you get a week from people that are interested in jobs? Like, how do you sort through that? And in, in this type of role,
1: I get so many I it's it's a slow process at times. <laughs> and I, I apologize every time I'm just if, if I take a little bit, I try to always respond. Um, even if it takes a while, LinkedIn is it takes longer for me to get to just because I get so many like, friend requests that have messages attached to them, so then I have to go through and then, you know, and then go back and message them, but I try to do it to everybody who sends me a note, um, but it, I get a, I get a lot, but that's kind of my favorite way to fill my time, honestly, is is of course, I'm looking for early careers, but just, you know, talking to people, too, so mm-hmm. when, you know, people are messaging me or just saying, like, I love meeting you at the career fair, or, hey, like, I need a job, I'm just like, hey, do you want to talk? Like, I may not have anything right now, but Let's just get on right. each other's radar and and that's how yeah. friendships are made
0: well, as a proof point, I think I linked and message you, so it's connected
1: see that worked got
0: and we're here now so you you're not lying there is proof <laughs> to that that this is happening because of that, so it's, it's simple LinkedIn message, so you don't mind you when you have the time you'll try to get back to people mm-hmm. I mean is there any like um so you've seen a lot, like is there any like that like red flags or like if they're just too blatant, like, hey, I want to work at Leo, what can I do? Like, what does anything like that happen? Or are usually people pretty good? They just want to have a conversation first, or what have you seen?
1: No, people are pretty bold and I don't mind boldness. I I guess red flags would be I I really dislike when a early um, like somebody's looking for their first, you know, job or whatever. And they're like, Hey, I'm a creative director. This is what I'm looking for. And I'm like, for Hey, think... yeah. And I'm like, I think you're looking for a junior position. Um, and they're like, no, I'm a, I'm a creative director.
0: Wow. Good for them. They're a creative director
1: <laughs> right. right away. <laughs> maybe we should hop on the phone and just chat about maybe structure, um, which is cool. <laughs> like it's your first job, but like, we'll, we'll maybe do a little research um, yes. for people who it's, I like, Emails that show that you looked up who I am or where I work, right? Like, hey, um, I see you work at Leo. I loved the course cloning ad. I it really was amazing. I think this is really cool. I'm like, great, like, thank you for knowing my recent work. You know, I think this is awesome. Or I had Mm -hmm. somebody who had in their subject line um, the name of a menu item from where I went to college. I went to Grand Rapids, uh, college in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, and they were like, "Oh, Whoa,
0: a- no way!"
1: That- yeah, and, and I was like, "That's like that's cool." You looked me up. You looked at this and you knew. And I was like, "This is cool." Not a little
0: too far. That, that could not a little too far, no, or that was good. I
1: don't think so. It Got my attention because it was. I mean, dude, were you ever? We were around when Hopcat was in Chicago for a little bit. Who? opcat it was like a brewery restaurant it was Mm-mm. it came from grand rapids and then that came to chicago for a little bit and okay. they had this menu item called crack fries and it was right before they had opened it in chicago and the person was just like i love the crack fries and i was like hey like you looked me up you looked. this is cool like thank you yeah. for your research um no not too far at all okay i think that's great i like when people show that they care and they put in some sort of initiative a little uh, effort and do and just they just like, like
0: sneak their book in? Like what? Like what's the their what's the strategy on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll just be like, hey, I see you into you know Grand Valley. That's awesome. I'm from Michigan. Um, I'm a copywriter. I'm looking for my first job, or I'm in portfolio school. Would you want to talk sometime so we can? And I'd be like, yes, of course. Thank you for reaching out.
0: Nice. And yeah. that one really, because of, of all the emails you get or all the LinkedIn messages you get, if some if one of them sticks out, like it says, crack fries.
1: Yeah, it was so simple, but it really did the job. Somebody, um, it wasn't to me, it was to my creative recruiting partner at FCB. They created a whole bunch of memes with his name in it and that sent that as an email and it like blew our minds. We're like, that's so cool. Like what initiative to take to come up with these memes, to add the name and to like to send that to somebody. It caught our attention It got him on the phone with them immediately.
0: Right, right. But I mean, that doesn't guarantee a job or an internship, right? That's where the the work comes in, obviously, and and then the process after that, but that's like a good foot in the door technique.
1: Yeah, it'll get you on the phone.
0: Yes. Okay, then. So you have a lot of people that come and are always reaching out to you. Every Mm -hmm. time you go to a fair or you do an online webinar, it's probably packed or you probably you have no shortage of talent. So when it is time to find um, let's say an internship candidate or a full time candidate. I don't know if there's much of a difference. But we can go over that when yeah. it is fine. When it is time to hire for some mm-hmm. for a role, where do you start?
1: You know, it's a good question. Um, it depends on the role, of course, if it's something, you know, more simple words, um, you know, like, hey, this is just I know this is going to be a 360 account. Um, somebody who has, you know, a, work in their book I mean I'm not looking of course it's a junior I'm not looking for you to have produced work in there right like I want I'm, obviously it's going to be student work you're a student like you're just <laughs> leaving being a student um, but just you know having work there and that you can see that there's an idea in it um, and that it kind of goes with whatever the you know what the account needs that it goes with the voice that it goes with the tone that it goes with the aesthetic etc so it depends you know I'll um, once I get debriefed from uh, the creative directors on what they're looking for, skills, et cetera, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll go to my email um, and see who, you know, comes to mind or who's sent me things recently. Um, that's really how it works. Like who's top of mind for me, who's recently reached out. And I can be like, oh, hey, like this person just reached out. I know they're looking. They might be a great fit. Let me see if they're still available. Um, so I'll do like a little bit of like a, search through my inbox, and then I'll go to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I'll search um, through there. I'll use a lot of the different, you know, the avail list or a lot of the different diversity websites that have come out. And I'll go through those databases and see who's available and who might be a good fit and then reach out and see who is interested and wants to chat about it and who might be a good fit.
0: Gotcha. That's got to be overwhelming. I don't know. I feel like with all the people you know and just all the networking you're doing all the time and all the resources and all the directories out there and hundreds of people that are looking for jobs all the time, I, I feel for you. Like I think that would be – it's obviously rewarding to find the right person and super interesting, but I feel like I'd be overwhelmed.
1: It's definitely hard, but you get to be a detective, right? You're solving a case. You are putting you know, the, the puzzle pieces together, truly. Ah. Um, it's really, that's how I really feel about it. It's a lot of detective work, right? Like it's finding the right book, looking at their things, making sure it's right, getting them on the phone. Somehow I'm on their social media page because it was linked. Here we go. Like, let me get them here. Um, and then finally like getting that missing, you know, puzzle piece and being able to extend an offer. And it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely difficult, but I, it's so much fun. And I just, I love just like as a person, I'm very much, I love helping people. And that is the best part is that, especially with like juniors, cause it's, I'm, I'm helping you. I'm I'm getting you in the door. I'm helping you get your first job. You know, I'm, I'm changing your life. Um, and it's just, yeah. it's like the best.
0: Oh, oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be so, it's so good. That's awesome. I might, I might want to do that someday. Okay. So how did you get here? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 uh, let's bring it back a little bit. So okay. you went to Grand Valley State. Is that correct? Or did I mess that up?
1: You're right. Yeah. Grand Valley State University in Grand Rapids, Michigan.
0: Okay. Um, what What did you study there? How'd you, how did you end up to where you're at today from, from college?
1: By total accident. I have a degree in theater and communications. Um, I fell in love with stage acting when I was seven. My mom signed me up because I was extremely shy and she needed to like break me out of my shell and I absolutely just fell head over heels in love with being on stage and <laughs> talking to people and being the center of attention um crazy and I went to you know college for that I worked professionally for a few years in Michigan and then I decided to move to Chicago for a bigger theater market and mm-hmm. I landed I needed um like a you know survival job to get by I ended up doing an admin assistant job at a tech startup and how was that it was I mean it was really fun text st- it was a you know it was I'd never seen anything like it I just moved to you know the big city and we had our holiday party at you know um, was it the Adler Auditorium and it was just like the coolest like glitziest glam I loved it and then um my boss at the time left and she went to fcb chicago as an hr generalist and then she came back for me and brought me over to fcb as a creative coordinator and that's sort of how i (laughs) broke in wow yeah total chance
0: so your your boss at go health
1: yep at go health yeah Mm -hmm.
0: went to fcb yeah and then brought you with yeah, you know,
1: she came. She, I mean, I. She like came back from me one day. She sent me a, like a text. She's like, "Do you want to get lunch and talk about like a new opportunity?" And I was like, "Okay, sure." And, and then she was just like, "Do you want to come to an advertising agency?" And in my mind, I was like, "The ultimate like, I've, I, you know, as an actor, I feel like I'm a creative person." And yep. Um, I was, you know, I was like, "That would be amazing. I'd love to be in a mm-hmm. creative environment and atmosphere." And I was like, "Sure, this is great." And then. it it worked
0: out (laughs) well yeah i mean i mean i think it's super interesting acting theater telling stories becoming a character living that that um like that alternate world i think that's like very similar to advertising and i think that there's parallels for sure uh so it obviously worked out and fcb is like you just so happen to be like like a star agency in chicago for sure i think they just won a bunch of awards as well
1: They did. Yeah, they did amazing during award season. I, yeah, I had, I mean, I had no idea. I, being a coordinator for them meant that I handled all of the creative freelance recruiting for the agency and it was a crash course in what's an art director, what's a copywriter. Sure how, you know, what's an executive creative director? How does this, what is the management? Like, how does this work out? How, Mm -hmm. what's a book? (laughs) All of of that. And I was so fortunate that there was a senior creative recruiter, Taylor Steidahar. She was, um, she'd just been hired and she showed me the ropes and she, you know, taught me how to look at a book, how how things work um, and all of that. And I'm so thankful to her. She, you know, she really guided me. And then um, there I just stayed for, you know, almost five years and kind of dabbled and was able to do, you know, start to get into full-time recruiting and then um, internship campus. I did some resource management and then um, made it back to the recruiting side of things before I just left.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And now, and you've been at, so you were at FCB for how long?
1: just shy of five years
0: just shy of five years and now you're at leo
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's where we're at today interesting story very cool so <laughs> yeah like big like what are the main lessons of that story for people out there like what did you learn like what can people take away from that
1: you 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 can find i mean you are more skilled in things than you probably know about and just kind of maybe trust the process because I never, never knew. I mean, I didn't know advertising was really a thing, right? Like yeah. I knew, of course there were ads on TV or in the newspaper, but I didn't know that was something you could do. Hindsight right. probably would have gone into copywriting, um, yeah. <laughs> but I I didn't know. And and then it, people don't really go to college to become a recruiter, right? That's just like something that happens typically after the fact. And it it makes so much sense that I trusted the process. And it's something that I get to combine so many of my skills with. It's thinking on my feet. It's improvising. It's, you know, having a human touch with everything that you do and, and being, you know, sensitive and sweet, but open and honest. And all of the things that I've learned from my acting background, I'm able to put into, you know, a professional setting
0: right right and you're open-minded right if you went Mm -hmm. into like your acting like career and you said you only wanted to do acting like this is like the only thing you wouldn't you would have like all these blinders on your on your vision and you wouldn't even consider any other options you would never have gotten to advertising so maybe even those people that are interested in advertising maybe some of your advice is just stay open-minded like there might be other areas in creative communications or film or photography that might interest you as well. So
1: absolutely awesome. There's so many things you can do. There are so many paths um, and there really isn't a wrong one. So
0: yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Love it. So as a creative recruiter, so you've been doing this for over five, like five, five years now, a little over five years. Yeah, I mean. So you've seen how many books would you say? How many portfolios?
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't even know. I probably looked at. I don't know, maybe 100 today. I was all over the place. Today, I go through. So I mean, I have I with the freelance requests, you know, I had I think I had five different freelance requests that I worked through today. So I had to look through multiple books for each of those.
0: How often? How many? How many minutes? I mean, I, we can do the math, but you you can't be looking at them for very long.
1: Oh, no, no, it's you know, I today was a big day for me on LinkedIn Recruiter, where I could type in you know keywords to see who's open for work, who's looking for free, like a freelance gig, who's, oh okay, all of that kind of a thing, who might have like retail experience or who might have, you know, adult beverage experience or something like that. So it's oh, I'm looking. Oh, talk about some- those
0: keywords. Like, oh, so oh, yeah. you're saying like entry level people or anybody can just like, how do you optimize those keywords on your own LinkedIn page?
1: Yeah. People will put it in their like experience of, um, you can like, you have like your little LinkedIn bio where you could put like, hi, I'm Lauren, I'm a creative recruiter. I, you know, I do a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. brand recruiting for creatives, I art director, design, copywriter, and those are all different keywords. So that when I'm searching for a specific, any of those could pop up, um, and so that's definitely a great way or when you put, you know, Lauren works at, you know, publicist North America, she does creative recruit, you can write a little blurb. And in there, those are also keywords that will pull when I use creative, um, uh, LinkedIn. And recruit. then
0: also probably like all the roles that you've done, like in the experience section, like, I you probably just said that, like, you can, I don't put anything in it, but you probably should, right? Yeah, like yeah. Descriptions I, of your jobs just load loaded up.
1: Yeah. I mean, candidly, I don't really think I have much of my job descriptions on there. (laughs) Right. Because we're
0: not searching for jobs at the moment. (laughs) But if you were looking, that should be packed.
1: Yeah. And I would also recommend um, if there's a kind of job you do want, right? Like, I would try to put it in there so that that keyword might pop Mm -hmm. when somebody's looking. Tailor
0: it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got that. But okay, continue with your portfolio search conversation because this really interests me.
1: Oh, um,
0: you said like a hundred today. I mean, you might be exaggerating maybe, but like you, you saw a lot today.
1: I went through a lot of books. Yeah. I, you know, I, I look up keywords. I don't spend a ton of time specifically for freelance. I really don't spend a ton of time. I will look to see if they have, um, I was looking for a book today. That was a copywriter who has digital skills specifically for web email, and banners right yes and so I was literally looking through books to see if people had examples of that type of work on there and then if I could if I would find it then I would go through find their email send them a note and like if I mean if it you know like made sense and was look good, but I would go through I'd be like okay they have this experience that I need right here great let me find their email send them a note and see if they're available
0: Right, because you're not really putting out like a a big application, right? You're kind of just hunting down people.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah, not for freelance. Um, I also like post something on LinkedIn. Um, if if I need to as well to see who will just apply to it. To oh to yeah, hey, I'm available.
0: Freelance um, alert! Freelance alert!
1: Help me, please! <laughs> please, I'm drowning. Um, I love those. Yeah, I know. I I I do them all the time. Um Got to do what you got to do. For full time, I mean, it's it's. I take more time because it's, you know, a full-time position. It's not just like a two-week gig, but for junior. Yeah, that's the,
0: that's the real deal. That's the, yeah. the, that's the good stuff, like you it's said. It's the
1: good stuff. It's yeah, the good yeah. stuff. And for, you know, for junior um specifically, the first thing I do is I go to the About Me page. That's my favorite part of a portfolio is. Mine too. Yeah, it, it you get to advertise yourself right like there's no you're the brief you get to have so much fun um show me who you are you know and it's a great way for me to see like hey like oh wow this person could really you know fit with this team oh wow they're using a lot of inappropriate jokes right here maybe it wouldn't mess with this group you know (laughs) oh more buttoned up this won't be a fit um tell me yeah
0: tell me like something like is there anyone that sticks out like an about me page that you recall that you want to talk about or that was really interesting or just different
1: um yeah oh i think it um i'm pretty sure it was yesi i'm 99 sure there is an amazing senior copywriter her name is yesi downs she's absolutely fantastic um and I'm I'm 99% sure it was her. She keeps a running list on her about me page of every time that she's rewatched the office. And that's, that's like her about me page is just, it'll oh, be like the different. Uh, wait,
0: say of, that again. It's a, it's a. It's, it's
1: like a running list of every time that she's like restarted watching the office.
0: Oh my gosh. How many is she at?
1: Oh, it's, it's so many. And, but it's just like, it's so People good. love
0: that show. People yeah. love that show.
1: It, it was super smart. um, And it has yeah. like. Yeah, like her favorite episodes. It has how many times she's watched it. It has her favorite character, her favorite. You can learn a lot
0: about somebody about like we already know a good amount about her,
1: right? And just I was just that. like that one. I I mean it's been ages. Yeah, it was her. I just looked it up. Yep, it's been ages since i would even seen it. But that one sticks out as just like an awesome about me page.
0: That is great, and that's just because it, it's her. It really shows off her personality, and in mm-hmm. a fun, clever way. So yeah. get creative and. I couldn't do that. I feel like I would freak out, freeze up, never do it again, procrastinate, and then just go to sleep. <laughs> that just intimidates me. I don't know where I would start. Like,
1: with what makes you you, right? Oh, like,
0: I what try makes not you to be different me. than
1: everybody else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> try to be somebody else. No, I'm just
1: you gotta be you. You gotta be you.
0: That's awesome. No, I have so much respect for people that create books. I, I haven't created one, um, but. I mean that's just a tremendous task um well okay so you go yeah. to the about me section mm-hmm. yeah be clever about yourself like that's such a scary thing so anyways where do you go next
1: then i'll go to their work and of then course. um i will well in their about me if they have like an attached resume or in it if, hopefully they'll say something where i can get like oh did they go to portfolio school did they have they done an internship not that that really matters but it's just a good place for me to know like oh they understand how an agency might work or or whatnot um
0: so okay. look for
1: that but so I,
0: internship or portfolio school like
1: or or university, those are
0: like those help like you're not gonna lie you're not gonna sugarcoat it like those they do help a little bit
1: yeah because you understand how the business works but sure. You know, in the last year, especially, there's been a big shift of bringing people with different perspectives and backgrounds, which is absolutely phenomenal. So it's less of a thing now of you have to have portfolio school. It's just something, you know, sometimes I just like to look and know that, okay, they will under, maybe they understand how this process might go. I know this team is looking for somebody who has more experience coming in as a junior, you know, something like that. Um, Something a
0: little bit heavier. Um, yeah, with the ground they, running, like maybe where you don't have as much time to tutor or teach somebody on the job. Cause there's not a lot of teaching on the job anywhere in advertising in any agency.
1: Exactly. And that's why I think the best way to kind of get your foot in the door is through an internship because you already know people, you see how things work. And it's like a more seamless transition because you kind of know how things are already operating.
0: Why do I feel like an internship is harder to get than an entry-level job? Is yeah. that true? I, mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems so competitive because it's all at one time. Everybody in the world's applying at the same time for like the same internships, whereas like entry level, they're opening at different times. You could look at different agencies. You, you can have these different connections. You never know when they're going to open up.
1: That's true. I, I mean, but I don't know that it's more competitive than a full time job. I mean, for for Leo, they say it's you know, a 10 week job interview. Um And that's how we really see the internship. And it was the same thing at FCB where it's, you're treated like, you know, an associate or junior level employee at the company. You're not fetching coffee. You are, you know, you are showtime. Yeah. Like you are showing off that this is what you want to be doing and that you have like the, it's
0: a 10 week job interview. That's a great way to, that's a great way to, great way to think about it.
1: Yeah. It's like you have the drive to do this, you know, and it's, showing up early it's you know putting in the work um, asking questions not working it's all of those things that come into mm-hmm. it where you wouldn't even get that on a normal job interview for you know a, a position without the internship it's yeah you're getting to talk to somebody for 30 minutes but with the internship you get to show your initiative which is pretty phenomenal
0: yeah but if you don't I mean or you have some other internship experience at another agency that helps too
1: totally yeah I mean because you
0: kind of get how things work but yeah yeah
1: but i don't know i don't really think that it's necessarily as complicated because it's there's more roles to fill than just like one junior copywriter position you might have you know five junior Mm. and intern copy you know to bring in so there's more i think it's just everyone's graduating or you know looking for the same time frame but i would say they might be equally competitive personally
0: okay Good to know. I was just was thinking about that. I've I've actually uh, talked about that before, so maybe you proved me wrong.
1: Maybe I mean maybe I don't know. This year especially was really difficult because, as mentioned, the market's crazy right now, right? With people hiring and everyone looking for jobs, and it's just yeah. it's nuts. And we faced an issue where it was, you know, our interns kept taking job offers where it was every day. Almost it felt like somebody was like, "Hey, I have to drop out." Like I oh, like
0: to- during the internship
1: like leading up to it. It was just like, Hey, like got a job. Um, sorry. got to go. That's over, crazy. Or we hired some of the interns beforehand where it was like, Hey, we got a full-time job. Do you just want to like transition over to this? And then we'll, you yeah. know, so mm. it was wild. Um, Is that cause
0: uh, jobs job's like opening up? Like what you're talking about, like this past,
1: I think so. I think that was a big piece of it. I hadn't faced that specific before. Um, I think it was just because everything opened up and people are hiring again after sort of a year of being on pause. Sure,
0: sure. And where are you guys at now? The internship is what? What month is it? What day is it?
1: We are June thirtieth. Um, oh, so and- you're in
0: the middle of it right now. I probably started June fourth. End of, ends August fourth. You're like in the heart of it.
1: It's like something like that. Yeah, we started. Yeah. Well, we started a few weeks ago, so we are we are in the in the middle of it.
0: Into the thick of it. They say. Into the thick of it. <laughs> um. It's a TikTok reference.
1: Oh, oh, I know. I love TikTok.
0: I love TikTok too. I don't know how to advertise on TikTok. I don't like any of the ads on TikTok. I just scroll right through because you can see the thing pop up. So maybe Leo Burnett can figure that out.
1: (laughs) I, I, yeah, maybe I'll get the interns on it.
0: Yeah. Um. So that. Okay. So where were we in the book searching process? I don't know. Okay, so you there. said, okay, recap, you 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 go yeah. to the about me, about me page, then you go check to see if they have like a portfolio school or an internship, oh, yes, that yes, just, yes. just to know where they're at. And then you check the work. Mm-hmm. And okay. what do you look for in the work, like six campaigns, five campaigns that are well thought out, like have legs that they can show concept, yeah. execution and different aspects.
1: Yep, absolutely. I'll start with the top left one. Um, right. And, and kind of go from there. I generally won't go through every single one. Um, I'll start. Who's got
0: time for that? Kind of,
1: right? Like I'll know pretty fast if it has legs, if the idea is there, if there's thinking there, and then if it's going to be a fit. Um, And then I will, you know, kind of, and then I'll reach out and um, see if somebody wants to chat and get them on the phone and go from there.
0: Are you more or less likely? Are you more likely to open their book if they have like awards? Like the gold pencil or uh young shits,
1: no, I mean, for me no, I mean, it's you're no you're you're junior, I mean, I think that's amazing, right? and it shows a lot of initiative that you were able to do that and win that, and that's amazing, but I don't op- I don't really award awards especially at that level. I just I care about you and the work you're bringing to the table.
0: love that, love that. I think a lot of there's a lot of pressure right now for students and portfolio schools and people to think that you need to win awards. But that's not always it doesn't really translate all the time. You know, you can be, you can have great work that doesn't win awards, maybe because you did not even apply. Or you didn't know about it. So
1: Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't, maybe they don't have the resources to apply, right? They can't afford the entry fee. They sure know about it. You're and- not
0: cheap. Those damn awards. It they makes you're stealing money. <laughs> and if you want to make money, make it an award show. Oh I, my gosh.
1: it's it's insane. The entry fees are absolutely insane. And unnecessary personally. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just it's so expensive. So no, i I don't awards especially at a junior level. i that doesn't really do much for me. I'm looking for somebody who has an idea. It's honestly, a big piece of hiring a junior for me is the conversation. I want to talk to you. I want to know that you care. I want to know that you are really passionate about this and this is the career you want and this is you know this is the job that's going to be a good fit for you and you're going to come in and knock it out of the park um and that you have a positive attitude and you know that you're not going to likely be making a super bowl ad your first year that it's probably going to be a lot of banner ads
0: sure yeah how can you tell that in, in one interview
1: you can tell by talking to somebody you can tell
0: there's no um, way you got to have like five. How many interviews in one junior copywriting role? There's got to be like a hundred.
1: Did, does that wait that I have, or that the, the copywriter would have to get the position?
0: Yeah. Like if I'm going to be, a, a if I'm applying for a junior copywriter, are you my, mm-hmm. are you the first person I talk to And then where do I yep. go after that?
1: You talk to me and then likely you would talk to the hiring manager and maybe one or two more people on the team. And that okay. would be about That's it.
0: pretty standard.
1: I'd like to keep it short and sweet. Don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, sure. I asked the hiring manager who needs to be part of this to make the decision, right? Like who's the decision-making team? And then that's who will get on the call, a video call likely now.
0: Right. And then are referrals big for your role? Like if somebody that's like a senior.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Creative oh, we, director love, we love referrals. Like, love them.
0: That's got to be like how you get to the top of the pile. and And that's the way to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think out of respect that, especially, you know, whenever there's a referral, we talk to them on the phone, um, at least to just pipeline and network, even if there's nothing available, just sure. out of respect for the, you know, the the person who's sending, you know, the candidate. Um, but I, I don't know, I wouldn't really say that's how you get on top of the pile, though, because oh. a lot of the time, those are not the positions that we have open that we can hire for.
0: That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Any other advice that you, we've been talking for a good amount of time now? It's been amazing <laughs> content. Um, Any other things that are on your mind, like that you want to get out there, maybe like misconceptions about your role or when you're recruiting any pet peeves or any red flags, anything you want to get out there to students, because you're going to be recruiting them. Because we we have the best audience in the world. Absolutely. Anything you want to tell them? You know?
1: Yes. Um, You know, I would say look up, find work that inspires you find it you know on linkedin instagram you don't need to pay for adweek or ad age or any of that like you can find the work posted all over people are always posting i did this this is what i'm proud of find work that inspires you look up the agency that produce the work, look up the creatives, Mm -hmm. reach out to the creatives, what worst case scenario, they don't respond to you. Best case scenario you do. And you get a conversation with these kick-ass creatives that made this, um, reach out to that recruiter, talk to them, find out more about that agency. If they're doing work and you think it's somewhere you might vibe with, um, and stay in touch, right? Like I, you know, as mentioned, I don't mind people like reaching out to me or staying in touch with me. I think that's how you build a relationship. Be my pen pal, like keep me in touch, send me a TikTok, send me a picture of your cat, like keep, let's keep up to date for when the right role comes up and then we can work together. Um, and it's not a nuisance. It's a nuisance. If you do it every single day, don't do that. You wouldn't (laughs) want anyone reaching out to you every day. So, but like once a month, reach out to that recruiter, stay in touch, stay on the radar. Um, And, and do it in a human way. Remember, we're all humans and we're all doing the very best we can. And I'd Love say it. that's my my advice.
0: That was good. Well said. Thank you. All right. <laughs> that's all I got. I don't think, I think we can end it right there. That was fantastic. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. If they need to reach out to you, do you per, what's a, your preferred way to, for them to reach out to you? LinkedIn?
1: yeah uh, LinkedIn is great Um, and please do please reach out say hello and Mm -hmm. I'm happy to talk to you and answer any questions you have and hopefully we can work together
0: yep tell Lauren breaking and entering sent you boom
1: yeah yeah do it that'll be perfect I can't
0: wait all right Lauren thank you so much for coming on I appreciate it love to talk again so have a great night thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.